This episode is sponsored by Evolve Bootcamp, my year-round outdoor functional fitness program that delivers a sense of warmth, friendliness, and spirit, along with hellishly butt-kicking, fun-filled workouts that embody a caring attitude, evoking the idea everybody that exercises outside does so without boundaries and naturally evolves. Class begins at 6 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. Come by for a trial class at the Boston Common if you dare. Welcome to the Evolve WMA podcast featuring the greatest upcoming female fighters on the planet. They are women who have gone against conventional thinking to pursue their dreams. These fighters inspire, empower, and unleash excellence within a new generation of female warriors as they rise and evolve into the best possible version of themselves through the power of mixed martial arts. Hey, 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 this is Evolve WMA. And I'm your host, Shelley Devine. This week's guest is not one who has played it safe. I interviewed her for the first time back in June 2018, where she was waiting to hear from the Ultimate Fighter 28 show to help upstart the featherweight division, only to find out a couple months later she did not make the cut along with other top-ranked featherweight contenders. But then Shannon Knapp came through and she got a title fight against Felicia Spencer for the vacant featherweight title at Invicta 32. She lost that battle to a rear naked choke late in the fourth round. Then January of this year, 2019, she fell ill to what she thought was a stomach flu. But with further investigation, doctors discovered she had a massive ovarian cyst which potentially jeopardized her ability to fight again. Well, she recovered and she recently fought again, headlining Invicta FC 36 for the vacant featherweight title against women's MMA pioneer, Caitlin Rose Young. I'd like to welcome back to the show, the new Invicta FC featherweight champion, Pam Bam Sorensen. Hey, so welcome, Pam. Congratulations. You are the new Invicta FC featherweight champ. How does it feel? Oh, it feels pretty good. I mean, I think it's still kind of setting in, but it, so far it feels great. I know. What did you feel like when you had your hands on that belt? Oh, it, it was nice. It was all just kind of um, icing on the cake after being able to, like, get back in there and everything. So it was... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because you've had quite a, quite a, actually two years. Like, I mean, last, we, we've spoken over the course of the last year since last year in June. And um, there's been a lot of things that have happened in your life to lead to this. And um, you never wavered, even though some of the things that you've, you've been through um, and you still held on to your dream to, to you know, get this belt. And it, it, things just amazingly you know, I mean, I know it was tough and you, you, you put in the work and everything, but you, you got, you reached your goal, you know what I mean? Like to get the belt and, and, um, to be the, the Invicta FC champ. And, um, it wasn't an easy, an easy ride for you, I'm sure. But I, I, I want to hear all about it because I think the last time we spoke, it was just before, um, your Felicia Spencer fight. And, 
and that must have been a really tough loss. And, and then you had surgery and a major surgery and you had to recover from that. And, and then you landed into another, I, th- I think you were going to go down in weight, but then decided you couldn't do that. And um, Shannon Knapp came through with another title shot and you fought a very tough, formidable opponent. And, sure. and that was a great fight. And so I want to go through it a little bit to know what you're thinking about, but uh, thinking during the fight and how it was going, your game plan, especially going against uh, Caitlin Young. And I mean, it was such a great fight and just everything leading up to it, this whole um, step-by-step process and just keeping your mindset. I'm so fascinated that you were able to, to do what you've been able to do in such a short period of time. So I, I don't know where to even start because it's like, wow. Um, let's start with the fight. Okay. All right. Just, you know, um, stepping into the cage again. What was that like? Um, God, it was nice. It's like, you know, after my surgery, I, there was a couple of times I was kind of doubting whether I was going to be able to, to get back to everything. Um, so for me, I was just so happy to even be there because, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was a chance that I wasn't going to be able to be do be there and get back in the cage. So like for me, just to get back in there, I had like a kind of a new mindset, a different attitude about everything. It was just, I don't know. It's hard to say like for a title fight, like I didn't feel any pressure, but it, it really felt like I had won already. I didn't have anything to lose mm-hmm. whether I won or lost the fight. I mean, I was back and at a hundred percent. And mm-hmm. for me, that was a win already. So I was just so happy to be there. Wow. So it was just a win to, to be able to fight again. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, um, I, I mean, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> you had a massive, when I saw that, I don't think I, I couldn't even believe that was inside you. Now, did yeah. you have, it, I mean, it was like three and a half pounds. It was huge. You could, you could cup it in your hands. It was like a little, it was bigger than a softball, like mm-hmm. a grapefruit size. Yeah. Probably, right. Um, and, um, did you have any bumps or anything there? Did you notice anything other than pain? That's the crazy thing is that, I mean, it was there, it was likely there when I fought Felicia and like, you couldn't see it from the outside. Um, so I did have some, like I had a a sensitive or like a, a painful spot, um, kind of in my lower abdomen. But you couldn't see anything from the outside because they said like your, like my abdominals kind of kept it pushed back. Sure. And then it just kind of made room for itself. It like kind of squished up all my organs on the inside to accommodate itself. Yeah. And I can't believe you fought with that. It was probably pretty big when you fought Felicia. Yeah. I don't know. Because I... I kind of complained to doctors before. I was like, I don't, they have a spot. Like sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it doesn't. I don't mm-hmm. like people to like touch that side of, of my belly. Yeah. And then like, I would only go to the bathroom like once a week. Like, <laughs> and they, they seemed to think it was normal. Yeah. For like, you know, a 90 year old woman or something that's you know, right. <laughs> whatever. I'm like, yeah. you're an athlete. You're going to be going, you know, like regular, I'm sure because you're eating really well. And 
So the doctors didn't even pick up on that. Amazing. They didn't even, they, mm-hmm. no ultrasounds, none of that. They, I, I find that fascinating that, you Yeah. Know. And the one thing that's crazy is I get fight doctors. They're not, um, you know, they're not looking for ginormous cysts or masses. You know, they feel yes. your belly, I think, to see if anything's like enlarged. But usually before the fights, they do. They feel your stomach. And my doc, when I went to my doctor, she could feel it right away. She was like, oh, wow, that's not supposed to be there. That's really big. Wow. And like the fight doctors felt around and, oh, you're good. So it's. That's weird. And you have crazy. blood work too done, don't you? Typically for your fights and, and yeah. no markers came up, like something, you know, like I, I would think something would show up blood wise too in that. Um, well, for, for fights, we normally only have like a, they call it a combative trio. Mm-hmm. So they te- test for HIV and then hepatitis B and C. Okay. So they don't do like a full yeah. blood count thing. Right. Right. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm glad you were, I mean, I, I read a couple articles in where you did state that you were afraid that because of the incision and it, it's, it's a big incision. And I, I, I mean, I understand that I've had two C-sections, but I'm, I was cut um, horizontally, you're cut vertically. And yeah, that affects, I mean, my abs are affected, but for you as a fighter to, to come back in nine months, yeah. From, from that, that's, it's, if people don't realize it's major surgery and, and, um, you were, you were in the hospital for like how many, how many days or weeks after we went for like, um, at least after, or I was only in the hospital, I think for two days. <laughs> oh my God. Six, six weeks of like total bed rest after that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you get up and ran or anything like that, could you, you couldn't, you couldn't do that. I bet because there's so much like to actually jog or the, to move, you feel like you're going to rip yourself open. Don't you? Yeah. Um, for the first six weeks, all I could do is go for two like short walks a day. Yeah. Yeah. So, and even that, like at times it was it was a struggle because my, my boyfriend, Tom, would make fun of me because he would take me to the store to go for a walk since it yeah. was Minnesota and the yeah. middle winter, it was like 30 below. <laughs> so Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we'd go to like the hardware store. We'd go to like Target and go for a mm-hmm. walk and he would make fun of me because I walked so slow because like people yeah. don't think about it. Even walking, um, it oh, pulls on your abdominals. Yeah. So like I was taking these tiny little shuffle steps and I was like, I just, I can't take any bigger steps. I can't walk any faster. Wow. I, 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 I mean, I can definitely empathize with how it is to get up and walk and to move after a, an abdominal surgery like that. And, and it's, it is not easy. And I'm amazed that you were able to do the takedowns that you did. I don't know how, I lost count how many takedowns <laughs> you did um, in, in your last fight against, against Caitlin Young. Uh, I mean, there were a lot of them. So that's a lot of core strength to do mm-hmm. that. You know, I mean, to, to, and, and she's, she's not, you know, she, I, I can't imagine she was easy to take down, you know, like, I mean, you went no. in and, you know, you're dumping her, but still. <laughs> yeah. And you know, people, I feel like people don't give Caitlin enough credit. They they just say, oh, she's just a Muay Thai person. No, she's like, not. She, she didn't go down easily. No. Uh, and there were, and she stuffed, I don't know how many of my shots, especially yeah. the double leg she was able to, and, 
you know, it even caught, caught me off guard. I was like, all right, we're going to have to really work to get her down. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you took her down several times, but it didn't look, it didn't look easy, but it was, but I, I'm amazed that you were able to do it that many times after having, you know, like major abdominal surgery, because I, I mean, like that, that's challenging just being able yeah. to take a, down another fighter like that. I can't imagine what your fight camp must've been like, you know, oh. coming back and, and it is, it, I mean, you really, I mean, some people it's like, you know, six months just to get like, you know, going up and down stairs normally, you know, to yeah. have major surgeries like that. And, and for you to be able to do that and, 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 and maneuver and move and, and, and hold your own and throw punches and, and go to the ground the way you did. I, I'm like, wow, that was amazing. An amazing performance. Um, you had a tough opponent and and uh, yeah it was it was completely amazing so um how did you feel afterwards like physically how did you feel um i mean i felt good i was obviously tired and i i was joking afterwards like my my lip was so swollen it's like i had this perma like duck face that i, I couldn't stop doing or i think that's what they call it the girls that take selfies and they're like Oh, the, like they had bee stings all on there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like they puff up their lips. <laughs> I don't know what they do. I don't know how they do it. I can't do it. I don't, but I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh my gosh, I've turned into everything that I hate. <laughs> I can't oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. So um, during the fight, um, I think it was, I don't know if it was the first what was it the first round, second round? Well, you guys did piggyback rides. This seems to be a thing that go that happens with you. But then um, I don't know if it was the first or second round. Uh, you were down, both hands and knees down, and I think Caitlin was waiting for you to get up, and she needs you pretty good. Uh, yeah, like what was that like to catch a knee like that? It actually wasn't. It was so early in the fight. It was right, um, like halfway through the first round, and yeah. you know it happens. I mean, when I fought Jan Finney, I got. I got docked a point for an illegal knee too. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. so I understand it's not intentional. It's just, yeah. you're so excited, your adrenaline's going and you don't always wait until right. the other person's up. Like, yeah. yeah it didn't I didn't seem like a big deal. Time. You didn't, you didn't have any animosity like, Oh, that was a cheap shot. And I know it wasn't cause I know Caitlin and I know you guys are friends. Um, but it, it, I mean, to other people, it could appear to be, Oh, cheap shot, you know? Yeah. It would have been different if it had like, let's say it cut me or really rocked me, then yeah, you know, I would have been worried, but it, it wasn't that bad. And it was kind of like off to the side. So I was like, yeah, eh, I think we're okay. Oh, good. It looked bad when I was watching. I was like, oh God, <laughs> and whenever I see you guys, I'm like, oh, I mean, I love watching it, but then I get like, oh shit, ah, that must've killed. <laughs> you threw some good punches, good strikes, some great kicks. Um, I didn't, I guess I didn't expect, like, I expected more of the, the ground stuff and everything from you. I, I didn't expect um, the stand-up, like, with Caitlin and, like, how it went back and forth. I was like, wow, this is, like, really an awesome fight. I mean, you guys were just totally on, on top, uh, you know, like, stand-up, down to the ground, stand-up. You had Caitlin's back a couple, um, actually, several times. Um, we, like, just 
how hard was it to get like, you know, sink in a choke or something like that? Was it really challenging to try and get that? It was. Um, I, I hate to say I did not like the gloves we had on, um, oh. but we were both in the same boat. That That's yeah. why it's, it's not that big of a deal. Cause like, yeah. I can imagine if she had had my back, it probably would have been challenging for her to get her yeah. hand up there too. Um, what was it about the gloves? Like, uh, did they, do they have somebody different supplying gloves this time? I, I don't know which, yeah, they were gloves that I had never used before. Um, mm -hmm. cause before we'd use either Hayabusa or the Pearl Force gloves and these actually had the Invicta symbol on them. So I don't even know what, what brand they were, but there's just, even when I was hitting pads in the back, like, mm. I don't know. And maybe it's just me, maybe I'm just picky, but I, I like, mm -hmm. I didn't really like the feel of them. I, mm -hmm. but it was what it was, you know, they, they did serve their intended purposes, but, um, it just felt like they were a little bulkier and kind of in the way. Right. So yeah, as much as I got under the chin a couple of times and then I was like, Oh, and then it popped out. So. Oh, really? Yeah. It just wasn't gonna, no. I could tell, like, I think by the third round I was like, well, I can get on her back and just maintain control but no I don't I didn't feel like I was going to get a finish at least not by a rear naked choke right right it was it was tough I'm like I I, I there was several times I thought you were going to get it and then it was like oh man <laughs> you guys it was a tough fight I mean like it was an awesome fight um so how do you how do you see you know what's what's going to be next for you like um you, you we're let's see we're august september october november do you think you'll you'll be defending before the end of the year defending your title i mean i hope so um there's just so much so i don't know i kind of like a part of me is always hoping that you know historically they've always pulled the the champs over to the ufc so mm -hmm. part of me is hoping that'll happen but at the mm -hmm. same time i mean you've really got to feel bad for shannon knapp that all of her champions are getting taken away. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm amazed that um, her promotion is, is surviving that. And, and she's still open to that. I feel like at some point that's gonna have to change. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, the UFC still kind of draws from that, which is good, it's a good relationship, but eventually who knows how that's going to be you know like it yeah and maybe that's why they started the the phoenix rising tournaments because it's a good way to get people yeah fight um they can get experience and then you know the winner of that i mean oh and was it brianna Van yeah Hurt? but she yeah. i mean she immediately like went into the ufc i mean now she's she still can she can still defend her can she still defend her title no she's she's gone right she's yeah, yeah so, so that's vacated belt yeah 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 yeah. it is vacated so um yeah and, and then who knows she lost that fight in the ufc i think did she lose no she actually won oh, she no beat. she won that i'm thinking of Chantel coates um i'm just thinking somebody else was fighting recently and i get the two i don't know why i get them both confused it's because i interviewed them at the same time but brianna oh. um yeah she did well so she, she has an opportunity to to fight again but it's still it's like okay so now we got to find another another um you know champ for that that division i mean she just she went right through the the whole division though yeah so it's hard so maybe they're just gonna 
stay with the doing more tournaments or yeah, yeah I, I don't know what they're planning on doing. I mean, there's always the atom weights since uh, the UFC doesn't have atom weights yet, but yeah, yeah, yeah that would be cool. Um, so I mean, Cyborg's contract is you know, I know you've always wanted to have that fight. Mm-hmm. Being the champ, would you take that fight where she's lost? You know, like, or would you still take that fight? Yeah. If she, came, if she came to Invicta. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if anybody is going to deserve a, a title shot when it's, you know, their first fight back with a promotion, it's, it's probably her. Yeah. Um, losing one to Amanda Nunes, it doesn't make her any less deserving or any less right. worthy. Um, so absolutely. That's generous. That, that's super generous too, f- for you to say that, you know, like to say that, yeah, you would take that fight because I mean, we have Bellator. And we have Julia Budd that just fought, um, you know, she could go there if uh, they wanted to pick her up. Um, it didn't sound like, it sounded like Julia was interested in fighting her, but, um, you know, she said she wanted to fight. I forgot the girl that's over, some uh, another woman over in Japan who looked really tough. She kind of called her out. She she did say she wants to fight Gabby Garcia. Gabby, yep. yep. Gabby's like 225 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, She's so cute. and Cyborg's friend and training partner. Wow, I didn't know she was she was that big, and um, I didn't know six three. I think wow. she's a big woman. Yeah, I that doesn't make sense that Julia Budd would want to fight her, right? Does it? I I think. Um, I don't know. I actually think Julia could win that fight. And I, I think that's why she wants it. Cause um, ah. it'd be a great win for her. And Gabby Garcia is a, a world champion black belt in jujitsu. Right. right. Yeah. Wow. But uh, yeah, I just, I guess I, I'm like, why wouldn't you, I, I'm thinking, okay, I'd like to see, I mean, I know she said she wanted to fight cyborg if they made that deal. So, um, and then there's, I don't know if you saw it, but PFL, um, I think, Kayla Harrison is still the the featherweight champ, or is she bantamweight? They're at lightweight, so they're one fifty five. Oh, they're lightweight. Oh. Yeah, they're still in the middle of their tournament. They don't they don't have a winner yet. Oh, okay, okay. So I haven't I haven't followed PFL at all, but um, I was under the impression that she wanted a a whack at Chris Chris Cyborg too. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. And I thought it was funny. I don't know. Did you see the Sarah Kaufman meme? Uh, Sarah Kaufman, she she put out a video, um, and she was like, "I've been, I'm in the PFL social media. <laughs> Did you see this?" Uh-huh. And she and I don't know what's going on there. It's like I gotta ask. I don't know if anybody knows. Is she? She went up, and um, they have the posters of all the fighters, and she's you know she's the champ, and so she went up and and. Uh, took down she's like you know i'm the number one whatever and i should be taken i should be up here and i don't see my poster up here and so she took down kayla harrison's poster and like tossed it well i i don't really blame her because every i mean and then she put hers up because like sarah's been around mma for a very long time and yeah paid her dues and she is she's her one seat i think in the she's seated over kayla harrison yeah Um, but I mean, PFL was 
kind of trying to build that division around Kayla, so you can't yeah. too much. Yeah. But I can understand Sarah's frustration, though. Yeah, so she did, and we were like, oh, I was like, all right, PFL, get yeah. your act together. So I, I was wondering if, if there would be any, anything there, too. And, and um, I, I'm, I mean, we started out on this journey together in, in interviewing you and I. <laughs> and I just remember. <laughs> I just remember yes. the big cyborg. You wanted that really bad. I mean, you wanted the, you wanted the belt, but that, to me, was your, your kind of like your next um or your you know you were you were shooting for that you wanted the ufc belt too does that matter to you would you still like i guess would you you know want to fight amanda nunes yeah i mean that's a that would be a huge fight i would never you'd have to be crazy to turn that down yeah um yeah, yeah. but it's just i i want to see them actually build the division yeah. And not just have a champion of a four or five person division. Right, right, right. So yeah. So I, I'm 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 kind of wondering what will be next for Pam. I'm I'm eager to see what's gonna come up for you in the next, you know, few months, several months. What what will you know, if this year you'll end up having a you'll have to defend your title or not. I don't know if, you know, Shannon Knapp will have that in, in the, the game plan or whatever, because it's usually they got like a few months before they decide who, who they're gonna have. Yeah. Right. And we'll be into next year. In October, I'm actually going to Bosnia in October to compete in the kickboxing world championships. So Wow. Hope between the end of October, maybe like November, December, I can still get another MMA fight in there somewhere. Oh, cool. So how was that? Like, um, the kickboxing tournament, how did that get set up? And, and, um, do you have an opponent already or is it, you know, you'll, you'll fight? Style. Yeah. So, and it should be, uh, it should be a lot of fun. I mean, my coach, my striking coach has been involved, um, with, uh, um, it's a WACO, so the organization that does um, kind of all the kickboxing events around the world. So the Olympic, the Olympic Committee now recognizes kickboxing as a sport, uh-huh. although kickboxing is not in the Olympics yet, but it's kind of a step in the right direction. So we're hoping that we're going to have a really big turnout now that there's the potential for kickboxing to be in the Olympics. Wow. So the, the head coach of the team he was really hoping to build a strong women's team and for once go over there. And I feel like the, uh, the U S usually doesn't have a very strong showing. So we're hoping that this year we will. That sounds amazing. So how can we get like, will it be televised or do you know? No, well, you gotta, you gotta post about this because I'm, I'm actually really curious about this because this is the first time I heard anything about this. Um, did I'll you- definitely be posting stuff on my social media and I'll, I'll I'll find out if there's a way to watch it. I'm yeah. sure. I was more like, don't they bomb people in Bosnia? Do I yeah, I know. <laughs> so, but they've convinced, they have me convinced that we're, we're going to be safe. Oh. <laughs> we're bombing over there. So, oh, did, K- did Caitlin know about it at all? Yeah, I don't think she, um, obviously she has great kickboxing, but they have a different, um, like scoring over there. Like it's not 10, eight round or 10, nine, 10, eight rounds. They do uh-huh. the cumulative scoring. Uh-huh. So it's, I, I don't think it's Caitlin's style. I see. Wow. Yeah. 
So have have you ever been in a tournament like this before? Not this format. Like I've competed in Muay Thai tournaments. Yeah. But I've never done any for Waco, like with a different scoring system and then mm. they have some different rules. It's not Muay Thai, it's um either gonna be low kick or K one. Wow. That sounds exciting. And yeah. then too, you're gonna be up in your game by doing that, right? For sure. Like you just yeah. find your skills. Yeah, you go over there and some of those Europeans, like they're they're no joke. So I'm re- I'm really excited to kind of get a chance to work on certain things and you know improve on my striking Mm -hmm. so what will um have you looked at any video of some of these fighters that are over there that are just doing so you have no 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 i mean there there can be it's not gonna be like two or three people there can be people can still sign up but Mm -hmm. i know my coach had said there are some divisions that are gonna have 20 25 30 people in it wow and yeah, at that point, it's that's just too many people to worry about. Yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. I'm gonna worry about me and <laughs> doing yeah. things. So yeah, well, it's tournament style too. So you don't, you really, I mean, you're training for depending on what part of the world that I mean, you're coming from the states, and so they could be coming from who, wherever, right? Like yeah. all over the yeah, and and different backgrounds and stuff. I'm sure you know some will probably have Muay Thai, some American kickboxing or whatever. Just or I don't even know. Like I, it's not something that I've actually really followed that much. So that sounds really cool, though. I didn't know that they had anything like that in Bosnia. So that sounds really neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an experience, and I've never been. I've been over to Europe before, but I've never been to Bosnia. So yeah, hard yeah. to be go see what's around there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Uh, I I would imagine because of their their history, where they did have um, you know some wars and their political whatever was going on over there. They had some really bad, I thought, um, genocide and stuff in Bosnia years ago, right? Yeah. Well, and I think we bombed the crap out of them. That's why I was like do I want to go over there as an American when yeah we weren't very you know I mean we did it because we had to but yeah 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 so I mean like that that'll be interesting you'll get a, a first-hand account of um you know what's going on in other parts in other regions of the world you know I I, I don't know if you had listened to um the podcast with Caitlin and she talked you know we talked at length that at, at her traveling uh with um, military forces and stuff. And, you know, she saw, I'm sure a lot of things I, it would have been, you know, kind of cool to hear you two back and forth. Maybe, maybe this would be a good episode, you know, next time to have you guys come on, you know, and talk about your, your worldly adventures. (laughs) (laughs) Cause it's pretty exciting to be able to have those opportunities as a fighter and that you financially can, can do that. I mean, is there a big purse? Um, at this or is there no purse just just belt and or or medals and stuff like that for this tournament Uh, so some other countries they're like they're um their government gives them like stipends uh, for training and they pay for their whole way out there but here in america we don't do that Mm. at least not for kickboxing yet so we all have to pay Mm. our own way out there and Mm -hmm. we're actually paying to go out there and do it wow wow yeah, I've heard that from some of the other girls that are doing the the Muay Thai tournaments in the states that they've they've done that. So um, mm-hmm. it's cool, though. I think it's good for you. 
you know, you fighters, especially at the level that you're, you're at now and you're, you're, you're globally known, I'm sure, you know, like there's people all over the world that know who you are and, and, um, to be able to go and see other regions of the world and, and, um, you know, um, who knows how, you know, you as a, a professional fighter, as a professional athlete, you know, who, who knows what direction you'll go in once you, you know, kind of move on from this as, as you get older. So you could be in positions that you, you, you just never know, you know, what yeah. the opportunities will, will be, you know, become. I mean, I look at Misha Tate. I mean, she's over in Japan now, right? Like yes. um, she works yeah. one uh, or evolve MMA, but one championship, you know? Yeah. So you, you, you don't know. And so it's good to be, you know, like, Oh, I got to go see what's going on out there. Right. Yeah. And it's just, and it's fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you got like a nice, did you, did you get a nice cut there? Yeah. There was two little cuts, but, um, yeah, it's not, <laughs> I feel like I have a couple of spots on my face that get cut in like every fight. Like yeah. you look at them and my face is going to bleed. Oh, so I, well, I can't, I, I don't notice that. And it didn't show up in any of your, your photographs, like your photo sessions or anything like that. It doesn't show. Um, yeah. Did you get very many stitches or were there? No, any? they just, uh, glued it. They glued it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was like, Ooh, thank God it's below the eye and not above the eye when, when that opened up. Yeah. It's always good to see a little blood in the fight, though. Yeah, and my <laughs> face bleeds a lot. I don't know why, but I bleed in, like, every so. Yeah. Um, what's, what's been your, your um, most, you know, I guess, I don't know how to say it, maybe your, your, most wor your worst injury that you've received or the hardest punch or something that you've received in a fight? A fight? You know, when you've been in the cage. I don't know. Um, Caitlin's definitely up there. She she hits pretty hard. I would say it would have to be between her and um, when I fought Ediana Gomes. Mm. But I, I think Caitlin probably hit a little bit harder than... What were her leg kicks like? Because there was... What was she her last fight or maybe her last two fights when she kicked um, some of the, some of her opponents, I was like, Oh my God, that had to have killed the next day. Yeah. I mean, they were definitely strong, but we, um, I come from a Muay Thai gym too. So we do yeah. a lot of, so I maybe, um, yeah, I think maybe we're just a little more conditioned for him. I mean, it's the same with, um, granted, like I don't throw as many leg kicks as Caitlin does, but I feel like when we kick each other, like after a while they add up, but at first we're like, oh, we yeah. we go through this every day. Yeah, you <laughs> threw some, you threw some vicious ones. You threw some vicious kicks. I was like, oh man, I really didn't expect that from you. I was expecting, you know, the the you know the the striking and then the takedowns and then the grappling. That's what I expected to see. And then I, I was like, oh my gosh, you threw a doozy of a kick. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah, well, and part of the goal was obviously the end goal is always to win the fight. But um, no matter who won, no matter who lost, like I really wanted to go out there and just, and put on a good fight, a good complete uh, MMA fight. And I mean, because in a perfect world, Caitlin and I would both be going to the UFC because we did. I think yeah. I think we put on a good, entertaining fight, better than uh -huh. some of the fights they they have going on over there now. Yeah, 
So, um, so yeah. yeah, you guys were back and forth. I mean, like up and down, you dominated the fight though. I felt like you completely dominated the fight. Those takedowns were amazing. And you, I mean, and then you, you held her there. And so, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it, you guys went back and forth, up and down. It was, it was very well-rounded in, in, in the striking and then on the ground and stuff. Like, I mean, like for a fight, an overall fight, it, you saw everything. There was no like, you know, somebody up against the cage forever and you're like, oh my yeah. God, stop. <laughs> you know, as a fan, as a fan, you want them to move or you want them to do something. So it, yeah. was, it was really good. So you guys were joking about the piggyback. <laughs> yes. Because like, I remember looking at the photo. Oopsies. Am I here? Yep. You're here now. Oh, I think my phone's just dying. But um, yeah. So when Felicia fought me, or when we, she did the same thing to me. So <laughs> I was looking at the pictures from my fight with Felicia. And I like, there, of course, there's a picture of me carrying Felicia across the cage on my back. Oh, yeah. That's right. Caitlin was like, I didn't know you like piggyback rides so much because I did the same thing to Caitlin. It's like, well, you know, Felicia did it to me and it just kind of looked fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, we were joking that now Caitlin has to do it to her next opponent and tell her yeah. to pass it on. Pass it on. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. I, know. I know. I thought that was really cute. I was like, oh my gosh, that, that actually would be really something. So we're going to have to follow that. And then we'll, you know, like if there's another one, put, put, I'm going to have to look and see if there's any pictures. We'll have to put those two together and then we'll have to keep adding on as it progresses. Yeah, I have both. <laughs> and <them> to you later. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's really funny. So I had some fun questions for you. Okay. Um, if you had a superpower, what would it be? It would be to be able to eat whatever I wanted and not gain weight. Ooh, <laughs> you know exactly what, well, what would you eat? What would be the thing that you would eat like that you typically aren't eating as a fighter? I you really any, like to, huh? I, but any, I'm not into like chocolate and stuff like that, but I love sugar. I love Anything that's fruit flavored. I love like gummy worms, gummy bears, sour patch kids. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I could see that. That those are, those are good. Those are good. Now I, I just asked you what the most painful injury and you were saying, Caitlin kicking you like pain. That, yeah, that was painful. Like, I think that was the hardest punch. Most, the most painful injury. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's a hard, like, I, I've kind of been fortunate where I don't really get injured very often. Um, I know when I fought, um, it was an amateur fight, when I fought Amber Librock. so they had made me take my contacts out before I went in there, and this was before I had um, wow. eye correction surgery. Uh -huh. So, you know, before I had surgery, my um, my uncorrected vision was 10-400. And so I got in the cage and I was like, could you I see anything? You yeah, see. I couldn't see her. I couldn't see the ref. I had, so I went out and like, I I haven't watched the fight, but some of my- I go back and watch it. You'd be like blindfolded. <laughs> yeah. They were like, you were punching? And she was like, wasn't anywhere near where you were punching? And cause like, they didn't know what was going on when they were watching it live. They were like, what is she doing? That and I'm like, yeah. 
couldn't see, so I just kind of went out there. I was like, all right, I'm just going to go punch it. That is, that's something I didn't know about you. That's pretty, that's pretty funny. I mean, like now I got to go like, look at it and watch and see like what, what was happening there. And it's like, I've, oh, she can't see. I've only <laughs> seen a couple of pictures because I think eventually like she ended up getting a TKO and I think that's where the fight where uh, my nose was broken. Oh, but, isn't <laughs> that, oh. that was pretty oh. rough, but you know, I don't think I would take that fight back though, because that's when I learned that some commissions, if they don't care if you can't see or not, they're just like, take your contacts out. You can't fight with those in. And well, so I'm like, it kind of makes sense that you can't really fight with those in, right? Yeah, but what happens when they fall out? And, yeah, right. And I got it. I could understand, you know, the old school contacts that are hard contact lenses. Yeah, but they have but a soft, soft Yeah, the soft ones, they either, they'll either rip and fall out or. It's not like yeah, yeah, and you can't find them. They're not going to cut anybody or anything like that. Or yeah, they're not going to yeah. do a whole lot of damage. Yeah, but, uh, it was a learning experience. So wow, I don't wonder what they do now. I mean, do all fighters have like really good vision. <laughs> I don't. I'm get. I'm assuming most of them get hmm. them fixed, or either that, or they only fight in states where they can wear their contacts. Yeah. Wow. I didn't, I, you know, I, that, that never crossed my mind. Cause you never typically, I mean, do I know any fighters that wear glasses? I don't know any fighters that wear glasses that they all, I mean, they all have, I, I'm assuming good vision. I don't even know if they wear contacts. That's too yeah. funny. I just, that never even freaking crossed my mind. Yeah. It didn't wow. cross my mind until then either. Wow. Right. <laughs> wow. Um, if you could pick a fight with anyone, living or dead, who would it be? Hmm. Man, I don't know. I feel like I should pick somebody who was bad so I can beat him up. <laughs> I'd fight Hitler. <laughs> as long as he, he didn't get any guns or any of his little right. soldiers. If it was just one-on-one, -on -one, I'll fight Hitler. Yeah, I think he'd kick his ass. I think he, he's probably kind of a bit of a coward. He probably wouldn't even take the fight. <laughs> you know? That's a good one. He'd go run into the mountains in, a, in his little home. Yeah, yeah. All right. So if you were stuck on a deserted island, what three items do you bring and why? Um. I would bring my goon because I don't know how to do anything in the wilderness. So what I is it? Oh, but Tom, my goon. Oh, your goon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, who's the goon? Yeah, otherwise I'd probably, I'd probably be a goner in the first day. <laughs> so I would, I would bring him matches, right? I feel like you need matches yeah. to start a fire. Cause I don't know how to start a fire and a knife. That sounds good. But I can stab things. Stab things, catch things. You yeah. Can make a, make a spear and stab fish so you can have food. <laughs> yeah. See, but then I would need, I would need Tom to clean the fish. Cause I don't know how to do that. I know. Well, okay. you, you bring in practical things, I guess, you know, you have, yeah. you have company. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, something, a, a weapon that, or something to whittle things with or to make, you know, whatever you need to cut things. And then, and then of course, fire to cook or, or maybe to send out smoke signals. Yeah, that's probably off, what I do. To get I, off. That's my best bet is just to find a way off the island. Yeah, mine, well, I didn't really say, you know, you know, what three items. I was like, well, items tend to be small items or whatever, but I think I would bring a boat. Yeah. <laughs> gasoline. <laughs> Enough gasoline to get to another, to get to a solid continent. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I don't know, maybe, what I don't know what the, the, the those would be mine. But um, yeah, I don't know what the other, maybe company, somebody, you know, like you know, who, who is good in the, you know, good at reading maps and the stars to get, get you home or something. Yeah. I don't know. Do I, I know that's good in survival situations. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody who's good in survival situations who has like matches, <laughs> carries them. <laughs> I just keep adding on. Yeah. Oh man. Um, oh geez. If, if you could give your old self, like from 10 years ago, any advice, knowing what you know now, what would you tell her? I would tell her to stop being an idiot. Why? Stay in school. I would go back and I would tell myself to start training sooner. Because I, you know, I didn't start training until I was 25. So if I could have started when I was more like 22, 23, hmm. and maybe that would have kept me out of some trouble. <laughs> what kind of trouble were you in? I used to like to party and drink and, hmm. yeah. I think we all go through that phase. I, yeah. I, I liked that too in my younger yeah. days. Like, do you get older you? Back. If I could go back, say? I would skip that phase. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you get into tr a little bit of trouble here and there with, with whatever. Yeah, I know. Um, who? Okay. Who is your favorite female MMA fighter of all time? I guess, and why? All time. I don't know. <laughs> um. Well, if if you could, if it was a toss-up, who would it be between, like, if you, it could be, it, it doesn't even have to be MMA fighter. Maybe there was some fighter, you know, long ago that inspired you, like a boxer or a kickboxer or something like that. They don't have to necessarily be MMA. Yeah. I, think it, I think it would actually be a toss-up between probably Chris Cyborg and even Caitlin Young. Um, when I, even before I first started fighting, when I first started training and I was kind of looking at MMA, I wanted to watch, um, you know, women's fights. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, Cyborg was big back then. So I remember watching her, but then I remember watching Caitlin because she was from here in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool for me. I, I hadn't even had my first fight yet. I've only done like some cardio kickboxing classes, you know, to be able to watch Caitlin Mm -hmm. and be like oh, she's from like 15 minutes away and look at what she's doing and like if she can do it I can do it wow it's so inspiring when when um you do have another female that's close to you you know yeah. lives close and you can actually watch them 
you know, like, I mean, locally, if she was fighting locally or whatever, or something, you hear about them and it just makes the world a smaller place. <laughs> and you feel yeah. like oh, she can do it. I can do it. She's out in the world, man. Yeah, right. Even like I would see, even if she wasn't competing, I would see her at local events. Um, hmm. And it, you know, it's a little different when you can actually meet them and talk to them and see them in person on a semi-regular basis. Yeah, and their 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 challenges are very similar, you know, in some ways to what yours are. So you have somebody that you can identify with, and that's so important, I think, in anything that we do. It doesn't matter if you're in like a you know training as a fighter, but in life in general, it, you need to feel like you you know belong, or you're like, oh, there's other people that are doing this, and you need a an example of it in front of you so you could say okay I can I can compare a little bit I don't want to be like them exactly but it there's that opportunity for me and I think that's what's so marvelous about women's mixed martial arts is is that you know there's been this you know trans transition into this amazing opportunity for women to fight and you, you know you're a part of that now and 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 you you had like you know these goals and these dreams and and you're fulfilling them and i mean what what has it been like for you too like i mean everything that you've been through i mean this was your fifth title shot right mm -hmm. and you know what the journey's been it's been since 2000 i think what 12 for you yeah yeah yeah. So, you know, all these years you've been on this trajectory into, you know, where you are now, you finally, you finally got the title and you're like, wow, um, the hard work. I mean, what would you say to somebody who's like, you know, some little girl that was, I mean, when did you start, how old were you when you started this? Uh, I was like 24, 25. So you were on the later side, men, what, we lost you. Okay. Oh, men, men are, men are, you know, the guys are fighting, you know, they're starting, you know, when they're in their teens and then they, and then they fight. And there's some women that have been doing that now, nowadays. Uh, but, you know, to see somebody who's maybe in their, in high school and they're, you know, they're playing a sport or whatever, maybe they're, maybe they do have women's wrestling in high school or something, but what would you tell these women that are watching you? Because they are watching you now. Yeah, I would say the hardest, I think the, the hardest hurdle to overcome is it's all mental. I mean, it's easy to go and get your workouts in and whatnot, but I mean, the mental part is what's harder when you have little bumps and bruises or like when I had surgery or, you know, something happens in your life. Um, a lot, a lot of it is just kind of telling yourself you can do it or you're, you're worthy of doing it. Um, I think at, at least for me, that's been the hardest part is kind of like in convincing yourself of that saying like, I don't have to take no as an answer if, you know, you won't give me what I want or you won't train me how I want to train. I'm going to go somewhere else or like, I'm going to go to the next person. Like don't take no for an answer <laughs> and just kind of believe in yourself. Yeah. I, it, well, it's, it's a testament to you because it's, it's, I mean, you went from, you went from a loss, then major surgery and, and to keep like the mindset and the focus to know that, I am going to fight again, even mm -hmm. though you had some doubts there. How did you, you know, like, I mean, you must've had a point of like, oh shit, what if I 
can't do this because you're feeling your body the first time with a major surgery and you're like, I'm having trouble walking. I mean, yeah. how did you, how did you, you know, get from that, that mind? Cause I know like that, that little voice seeps in and you're like, shit, I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. And how it, did you overcome it, that? It's hard. Um, cause I, I had to turn down a fight earlier in the year. I knew it, what just wasn't ready. Yet, and that's when Shannon had said, she didn't say it was going to be a title fight, but she said, well, we'll definitely make room for you on the August card. Hmm. And I was like, all right, but you know, my coach had kind of said, um, you either got to start doing it or you can't do it yet. Like you're either ready to train for a fight in August or you can't do it either way is fine. But, um, it's so hard coming back from surgery. You remember how painful things were at first, like the first time somebody else or like the dog brushes by your belly. And you remember like, God, that hurt. I don't want anybody to kick my belly or to yeah. touch it or to knee it or do anything else. Yeah. And so I kind of had to tell myself like, all right, Monday, I'm coming into the gym mm -hmm. and I'm not babying anything. We're just going to do it. And it's like my coach said, I can either do it and I can fight or I can't. And we have to put it off a little bit longer. And it was like I was saying, it was all just mental. Mm -hmm. I had to go in there and just let it happen. And then I realized at the end of the day, I was like, I'm fine. It, it doesn't hurt. I was just so afraid that it was going to hurt. And so like right. kind of getting over that mental hurdle of we got to push through it and just kind of go for it. Yeah. The fear of feeling that pain again, that's what was deterring you. It sounds like yeah. the, the worry, the concern, the fear of, oh my God, if I get hit or like you said, the brush up against, and mm -hmm. that is like, I mean, like, you know, like so like you know they they have those little faces that little you know happy face i feel good you know yeah and then they have that ooh, you know like and you're like it's like below that ooh, you know yeah and i don't want to feel that again i mean yeah. it, it, you know like you comparatively okay getting punched this is just for people who are listening to this is getting punched in the face or punched in the nose isn't as bad as getting cut open and what you went through. Not even like a smidge. Yeah. Not even a smidge. It's hard and, for people who have not had abdominal surgery. Yeah. I, I can't even begin to describe what it was like. Yeah. You don't want anybody near you. You're so like, oh my God, don't even, don't even like, you don't even want the air going across your body of them like, you know, or waving a hand over your abdomen or anything. Like you don't, you don't want to be touched or have yeah. anything come near you. And then two, to get up and walk and to, you know, move your body and, and be afraid that you're going to tweak something internally and it's going to cause that sensation of fear. So you are overcoming that too. Never mind yeah. like stepping. Did you have that fear when you were getting back in the cage? Like when you were, you know, going to fight that, like, you know, if Caitlin hit you and you're like, shit, um, that, you know, and turning your yeah. body. I actually thought that she was going to target my body more than she did. Mm. Um, so, you know, we had practiced that. We had worked on it and made sure that I was 100% ready. Mm. So in, in the case that she did just come in and come in with a mentality that she was just going to punch me in the body, you know, it, it was just fine. Yeah, good. Well, that's good. So you really like were just like sucking it up. Yeah, but I had it for a couple of <laughs> And then after a while, I was like, no, I think... I think we're all right. <laughs> yeah, and you had to get used to being all right again. Yeah. Sounds like, you know, like suck it up and I'm like, I'm no I'm gonna be okay instead of 
going the other side of it and no, I'm not going to be okay. Which, which was a hairline split decision, I think. Yeah. No, you could have, you could have gone either way. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's an honest, I mean, it's truly an honest answer because I, I, I think just from what I know, what it feels like physically, what you, you went through, I think I could be either way on that spectrum and, and the fear of feeling pain again, that, that, that kind of pain is, is definitely a deterrent for sure. Yes. Well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you, you held and you, 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 you went for it and you decided you, you decided to go the other way and just, you know, suck it up and, and, and get in there and decide you decided I am going to be healthy and I am going to be pain-free and I'm going to get in there and kick some ass. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, what female fighter do you love to hate and why? Hmm. <laughs> this is my favorite question. <laughs> Megan Anderson. <laughs> and wow. it's just, uh, I can't remember when it was. I mean, I think in person, she's actually not horrible. I think she says, some things are kind of puts on a front almost like you have to to yeah. you know to get some recognition and and whatnot but i just remembered since i saw um it was a post a long time ago on twitter it was after felicia was either like three and oh or four and oh was a pro and she had commented saying that um she would love a fight with megan and megan came back and told her to stay in her own lane and called her a little girl and I was just watching it and I like, I didn't even know Felicia at the time, but I was like, wow. damn, that's rude. Yeah. Cause that's Felicia's so very accomplished mm -hmm. to, to kind of say that. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was just, huh. it was, I mean, and Felicia handled it really well. And yeah. I, I can't remember how it ended up, um, oh. how it ended or anything, but I just remembered seeing that comment from Megan and I was like, wow, she's, she's kind of a bitch. Oh, was it on Twitter and like yeah. Twitter blows up a little bit and she gets a little attention and whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. It, she could have, but just been saying that hoping for attention or whatnot. But I just yeah. saw it and I was like, you know, that was really mean. Yeah. You know, there, here's this fighter that looks up to you and she's yeah. like, you know, I think I'm ready. I finally want to fight you. And then she's like, not nah, stay in your, stay in your lane, little girl. Wow. She's not nice. Interesting. Yeah. Well. That's a good one you love to hate and why. I like it. I like <laughs> it. So what does it mean to be a female to you in this day and age? Or like to clarify the question a little bit, or how do you see being a female has evolved in our culture and in sports over the course of your life? So it's like, what do you, how do you feel like it's things have changed and, and, being a, a female in this, you know, like in this day and age and how do you think it's affected sports and, and how do you think it's expecting, affecting, you know, f things for younger girls? I think we we still have a ways to go, but um, it's nice to see that, you know, back in the day when girls didn't really compete in any sports other than maybe cheerleading, you, know, you can see that there's so many opportunities out there for women nowadays and mm -hmm. we're starting we're not quite true to the sequels and in every aspect, but I mean, we're getting there and people are starting to take us seriously. People don't say like, Oh, we have to have a girl fight on this card. Like, 
because I remember when I first started out as an amateur, they would like promote that, like, come watch this girl fight. And the, the way they said it, yeah. it was like, do you not understand that? Like, I'm kind of insulted by the way you're putting this. Yeah. And they, you know, the men don't understand. They, yeah. Yeah, because they've been doing it for, they've been conditioned to say those things for so long from, you know, and now it's changing. And so, yeah, it's definitely changing. Yeah, even for me, I say dumb things sometimes about even guys. And I'm like, you know, and women. I do it about women. My daughter will like scold me. And I'm like, yeah, I guess that was kind of, you know, dumb. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't mean to cut you off, but I think my phone's about to die. <laughs> and we're we're heading right out of this. I, I was just going to say, any, any, any parting words of wisdom? That was going to be my next question. Depart, <laughs> sorry, little thing. Uh, any parting words of wisdom? Yeah. I don't know. I don't have a lot of wisdom. <laughs> 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 no, I would say, you know, I've said it a few times. Um, I, I think that, you know, from the surgery and everything that I went through, my biggest thing that I learned was we, we need to listen to our bodies. And like, had I done that, you know, I might've been able to go and have a little couple pokes in the belly and have that thing taken out <laughs> and had a better training camp for my fight with Felicia. And, you know, so many people, they don't, they don't listen to whether it's their bodies or their intuition or like what, you know, what their gut's telling them. Yeah. Um, sometimes you just got to go with those feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And be aware, be aware of what's happening in, inside as well as what's outside too. Yeah. Well, I, I have to say I'm, I'm amazed and, and uh, thrilled for you and, and you being the new um, Invicta FC featherweight champ, well-deserved and you really worked and you fought for it every step and step of the way. And um, I'm looking forward to see your next fight um and good luck in in bosnia too with the american yeah. yeah with the kickboxing that sounds exciting geez if they had yeah. an olympic team you, well you you couldn't get on an olympic team could you if if well it's I you're think, an amateur in that are you an amateur in that would you no because here well i don't know how that would work because here in the states yeah. once you're a pro in like boxing kickboxing mma you're a pro in all of them but it's okay. not the case over in europe yeah because so I, I thought I, we have hockey teams that they pick out, you know, regular, you know, um, and NHL players that play hockey that are on the, you know, yeah. <laughs> NHL team. So I don't know. I don't know how it works either, but that would be kind of cool too. Yeah. I can't wait to see what comes next for you. Cause it's always something with you, Pam, bam. I know. <laughs> it's always something. <laughs> and you always land on your feet, which is really marvelous. I, I, I applaud you and, and congratulations. And I'll look forward to seeing what's next. And you'll be defending the, you know, the title against and, and all that. Can't wait to see it again. So thanks for coming on to the show. All right. Thank you. Sorensen for being on the show and you know just wow um, her perseverance her persistence and being so vigilant in, fo- in, in maintaining her focus to become 
the, the, the latest and newest uh, Invicta FC championship champion against, you know, all these odds, all these things that were stacked up against her along the way. And she just had the fortitude to, you know, knock it out of the park and, and, and get that title. And now she's moving on to um, achieving other goals, which is really awesome. She's just a, you know, great person. And it was great having her on the show like to learn more about her you can check out some of our previous episodes she's on episode 43 and episode 26 uh, that was about you know her um getting on to uh, the tough show and then episode 43 was uh you know she discusses the tough road it takes to get you know an opportunity to get uh a title shot and um yeah you should check that out so, if you like what you heard today and are eager to hear more, never miss an episode from Evolve WMMA and me, Shelley Devine, by remembering to subscribe, download um, on iTunes, or you can listen while doing other things by finding us on Automatic, Shout Engine, and Spotify at Evolve Women's MMA. Or if you prefer to watch, can find uh, the latest episode on YouTube at Women's MMA. So if you enjoyed this episode, you know, go ahead, you know, leave a review because it helps people find the show. And on that review, if you listen to this particular podcast, remember to mention Pam Bam and how she inspired you or motivated you. And you can leave the re- or you know you can leave leave the review on iTunes, of course, which would be super. Or you can go to my um, blog at evolvedwmma.com, and you can leave it there. That would be so awesome. And thank you so much for doing so. And lastly, if nothing else, you can simply follow us on Facebook.com/backslash I Love WMMA. 